Welcome to Modern Aikidoist Podcast. My sincere thanks to listeners and those who have liked, subscribed, and commented. Your interest is noticed and deeply appreciated. There are countless comments and questions regarding the use and application of Aikido. Many times the argument comes up, if Aikido isn't useful in a cage fight like UFC, then what's it good for? Sport fights are one type of fighting and violence, but that's not the type of violence that most people will have to deal with. Today's podcast will cover some violence that is far more common to normal, peaceful people and why Aikido training is far better suited than combat sport training to handle them. Before I get into them, let me say that all Aikido training is not the same. Some Aikido dojos and organizations are more focused on spiritual or philosophical aspects of Aikido and less on physical or martial skills. There is no standard for what type of Aikido training happens in a dojo. It's kind of like going to shop for a car. Not all cars are the same. If you want to pull your boat, a Cooper Mini is probably not going to work for you very well. Likewise, if it's fuel efficiency you're looking for, a large pickup is not a wise choice. There are Aikido dojos who are better suited to teach you practical martial arts skills. It will be your job to seek them out and decide whether what they teach is exactly what you want to learn. What I'm referring to in this podcast is practical self-defense oriented Aikido, which is what I and some other dojos and instructors teach. I also teach the overarching philosophy of responsibility, appropriate response, and using minimal force to achieve peace. These concepts are at the heart of Aikido's fundamental approach. I see Aikido as a way of strategy, which is to create peace in such a way that it has the best chance of avoiding further conflict in the future. Generally, this means avoiding causing harm or injury. As you will see in a moment, this philosophy is crucial to the occupations I describe. Some of these professions are more common than others, with a lot of people who work in them. The first type of job one probably thinks of when it comes to dealing with violent people are bouncers, doormen, security guards, and law enforcement officers. These professions certainly are at the highest risk of having to deal with violence and would benefit from Aikido training. Why Aikido over boxing, Muay Thai, or Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? The answer to that comes both with the goal of these people as well as their rules of engagement. Each profession is a little different, so I'll go through each one briefly. Bouncers and doormen probably deal with more violent people than any other profession. A couple of reasons is that they are surrounded by the public constantly. Many of those people are often drinking or drunk. The highest risk environment you can be in is where young men are drinking alcohol. Bouncers and doormen must maintain peace in the club and do so with absolutely minimal force. Optimally, a drunken guest should be escorted out and made to feel that they are welcome back when they can behave themselves. And this is a very difficult job to have. If the bouncer fails, he opens the bar to a lawsuit that can harm the club. A bouncer also has limited tools, as they are usually not allowed to be armed. Perhaps they can carry non-lethal weapons such as mace, but these can cause havoc by negatively affecting bystanders in a confined space, so they usually don't carry them. Aikido's apprehension and control techniques are excellent for taking custody of someone, which takes away their ability to harm or attack and allows them to be escorted out. Throws and larger techniques are not as applicable, but joint locks, controls, and simple drops fit bouncers and doormen very well. Police and law enforcement officers are also at a high risk of for dealing with violent people, although usually of a slightly different type. The violence they deal with is usually of a higher intensity. The police are the next step up when the simple drunk is more than the bouncers want to handle. Police have far more tools and latitude to deal with a violent person. They also have several non-lethal tools to deal with a highly violent attacker, as well as lethal ones. 
A law enforcement officer's greatest tool is the radio. Their tactic is to call in so many officers that a violent person simply gets overwhelmed. The lone tough guy sheriff or marshal who prevails over the bad guy or gang of bad guys by his fighting skill and intimidation is the magic of movies. It's not real life. When violence happens, the goal is to get many police on site as quickly as possible. Since this is the main police tactic, individual officers very rarely do any training on individual or partner apprehension skills. I even saw a video of two officers get pinned by one perpetrator after trying to apprehend him. It showed how poorly trained some police officers are. If it were me and my life might depend on my ability to prevail in dealing with a violent person, I would definitely make the effort to have the skill and training to do so. Aikido apprehension and control means I might not have to shoot someone. Mace and tasers are not terribly reliable either. Your hands and your ability to control someone's body is a very useful skill. For both bouncers and law enforcement officers, sports like boxing and Muay Thai or military arts like Krav Maga stray outside of their goals of apprehending perpetrators. These arts are designed to damage and injure, not to control or apprehend. Law enforcement has a bit more latitude with causing harm to perpetrators because they enjoy the protection of their employer, which is the legal system. Bouncers who hurt a customer are very likely to get fired for being too rough. Sport arts like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and wrestling are pretty good, but must be adjusted to stay off the ground. Going to the ground should be avoided in real-world violence environments unless it's absolutely necessary. Avoiding harm or injury to a violent person is crucial to the occupations I'm going to talk about next. Those are teachers and people who work in the medical fields. Doctors, nurses, orderlies, EMTs, and ambulance personnel have a very difficult job and deal with violence too. They are not very likely to deal with the same kind of violent person a bouncer or a cop will, although that is possible. They will probably deal with highly irrational and angry people of all ages, from children to the elderly. Some of these people may be frail, but you can never take for granted how dangerous someone can be merely because they are small or they appear weak. An example is a typical house cat who weighs usually around 8 pounds. You can pick him up easily, but now try to give him a bath. 8 pounds can turn into a heavy-duty problem real quick. Medical personnel often deal with people who don't want to be in the hospital, are angry they are sick or ill, perhaps who aren't thinking straight, mentally disturbed, or any number of things. Medical personnel are also less likely to be armed with any kind of tool to help them, so they must rely on their bare hands. Their profession is even less forgiving than bouncers when it comes to harming, even accidentally, a patient. Many years ago, I knew someone who worked at a hospital as an orderly. One day he had a 70-year-old man, weak and frail, in a wheelchair, if I recall correctly, who unexpectedly decided to start attacking him. The old man threw his arms wildly with nothing that would be considered a real punch, but was nothing that he could ignore. The orderly kept trying to block the man's blows and verbally calm him down. After a few minutes of this, the old man wasn't calming down and appeared to be even getting more angry. So the orderly ended up punching him because that's the only thing he knew how to do. And that was the last day he would ever work in the healthcare industry. Granted, this man never went through medical school, but if he had, his education would have been thrown right out the window in the blink of an eye, all because he had no training on how to avoid getting hit and control the old man without hurting him. Now, this exchange was no MMA cage fight, but the results of this violent exchange were profound. Aikido training would certainly be beneficial to give someone the skills to deal with somebody who is violent in a situation like this and not jeopardize their job or career. 
Of course, it would not be a guarantee, but it would certainly improve the odds a great deal. Teachers are dealing with a work environment that is about as close to chaos as you can imagine. Children are smart enough to understand that adults are largely powerless to stop them once they start into bullying and physical violence. Many kids don't want any trouble, but the number of horror stories about teachers who encounter ones that do are alarming. Some are outright monsters and have physically attacked teachers who are helpless to stop them or protect themselves. I've read that many teachers have left the profession because of how bad the, the teaching environment is. The reasons why it is this way is beyond the scope of this podcast, but clearly it would be better if a teacher had the ability to keep from getting hit, pushed, or controlled, and had the ability to control a raging child without harming them. The same mismatch holds true with boxing, Muay Thai, and Krav Maga for teachers and medical personnel. These are great arts for what they do, but they would be poor tool sets for controlling your opponent without causing injury or lasting pain. Of course, there are other professions which put people in the midst of the general public, which can be a very dangerous place. I think anyone who is in constant company of strangers would be served by training in Aikido, or really any art that teaches you how to handle yourself against an attacker. You don't need to turn yourself into a cage fighter to learn and enjoy training for the kinds of encounters that I've described above. I'll wrap up this podcast by mentioning a group of people who should also train, although it's not a profession. That is, everyone. The odds that during your life you will deal with some level of violence or assault is very high. The odds are slightly higher than it will be when you are young, like high school through college age. As I described already, it probably won't be a cage fight or a heavy-duty street brawl, though. It might just be a heated argument that escalates, perhaps a date gone bad, or that you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. The point is that you're looking at 80% or higher that you will encounter violence. Are you ready to protect yourself, or will you be at somebody else's mercy? Also consider this. Your ability to stop someone who is violent might not just save yourself. You might be able to intervene and save someone else. If you have no training or competence, you will merely stand by while someone else is being made a victim. It could be your family, a friend, or a complete stranger, even a child. Just some things to think about. What other topics are you interested in hearing covered in this podcast? Please share your ideas in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube. You can also go to the Facebook group Aikido the Marshall Side and post a comment. Your input and engagement helps podcasts like these stay around. Please support it by liking, subscribing, and sharing. Enjoy your training.